And now, boys and girls, welcome into show 110 here with the Pugnologist on Teal Town USA, as always. But for some reason, you couldn't hear that. I'm your host, AJ Strong, and with me is Rocket Backhander. Hello, hello. Hello. And Hockey Jerk, of course. You love to see it. What's going on, kids? How you doing? I like as soon as we start, some schmuck comes in with the thumbs down. We haven't even said anything yet. God, I love my haters. Love the haters. Oh, jeez. So, welcome into Show 110, everybody. How you doing? You having a good time? You, you are, are you feeling the free agent frenzy just yet? We'll see. Don't forget to follow us on social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. You know all the places. And if you ever miss an episode, catch them on your favorite podcatcher. Catch it on YouTube, and while you're there, hit that subscribe button, and as always, everything can be found on TealTownUSA.com. So, let's get into it, kids. Now, this is a live show, so uh, obviously, if you would like to uh, send us a Super Chat donation, that is awesome, but we prefer Venmo just because we get all the money instead of having to give Google like 80%. (laughs) <laughs> so Venmo Teal Town USA. So uh, we have a Stanley Cup final to react to, even though everybody else has already done so. Hey, we're here to do it as well. Uh, Rocket Tampa wins it in six games. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you feel good for Goody and, and disappointed for Pavs, but uh, was it a solid final? What did you think? Yeah, man, I thought that was a great series. I felt that they were both evenly matched in terms of production from, you know, like the guys who you got production from your top six, obviously, but you also got production from periphery guys and Tampa without Stamkos. I think that was impressive. Absolutely agree. Uh, Hockey jerk. Yeah, I'm with with Rocket. Uh, I, I'm kind of disappointed you didn't play the sounder there for periphery. I know words. Uh, <laughs> I know words. I have the best words. There it is. Uh, no, I'm I'm with Rocket. I think the, aside from a few points in this series where I I was kind of thinking like, uh, can we just get the game over with? Like, I, I I thought it was a pretty good series. Obviously, games two and four, you know, one goal games. I thought those were very fun. Game five as well went to double overtime. I just think it was even though you started to see uh, the players on Dallas kind of start to fade away a little bit. They they did their damnedest to stick around, and you know, Paz and, and Corey Perry, you know, the old the old guard there, uh, you know, dragging everybody along with them. So I thought it was a fun. I thought it was a fun series to watch. I I definitely think it was more exciting than some of the earlier round series we saw, which I guess is to be expected. But it's good for the NHL's perspective that they were able to have an exciting conclusion to the season, which went. Many months too long. <laughs> oh, see, I liked it. I, I got to be honest, man. I started to miss that that time. That what was it? That week where it was like literally playoff hockey was starting at like nine in the morning Pacific and going all the way until ten at night. Man, that, that was, was great. Good times, man. Good times. Yeah. yeah, that was great. The fact that they brought in Pavelski and Perry and that they were responsible for six straight goals in games four and five. I mean, holy hell. Corey and Pe- Corey Perry and Joe Pavelski scored the last six goals for Dallas in this playoff series. That's and pe- and people say that after thirty, your careers takes a nosedive. They would like to say something about that, <laughs> right? Are those uh, people who have had careers after thirty saying these things? I don't know. We'll have to look out. Somebody get out Google. But <laughs> the thing you really have to be. Uh, that you kind of hang your hat on is the <laughs> fact that Tampa was able to put up a decent amount of uh, special teams goals. I think there were what, like seven or eight for 20. Meanwhile, Dallas was like one for 19. It was not good. And in fact, I think we have, um, yeah, we've got some audio of Joe Pavelski talking about the uh, special teams for Dallas. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck yeah so there you go i mean what can you do (laughs) but congratulations to the tampa bay lightning winning their second cup in franchise history of course stick taps to barkley goody oh my lord going from i mean 
you think about the 18 months that this guy's had. Uh, <laughs> scores arguably the the biggest goal in Sharks franchise history. Now, of course, you can point to Jamie Baker in 94. You can point to Don Scoy in 2016. The Goodrow goal for me is top two. You know, you, you can interchange him between Jamie Baker, but pretty huge. Then plays on a team the following season that are a hot mess in a dumpster fire, uh, you know, in a train wreck, not good, and then ends up getting traded and boom, wins the Stanley Cup. Now, if you remember, I think we predicted when it got down to the Final Four that Tampa would win this only because it would give Doug Wilson the worst possible pick that he could get in the first round for Barkley Goodrow. Great. Makes sense, yes. That's yeah. because Shark's going to shark, and the, there is no end to the Murphy's Law season that has plagued the San Jose Sharks, I'm just saying. It's going to happen. Uh, so let's see. that. That's what happened there. Let's move on to some Sharks news and notes here. Uh, the Sharks have finally officially removed the interim tag from Bob Bookner. This was reported, by the way, on July 16th. But they, they made it official about a week ago, but they did introduce the whole coaching staff there. So as you can see from the graphic here, Roy Sommer goes back down to be the head coach of the Barracuda, which I think everybody and their mother predicted was going to happen. Uh, the thing that I'm a little shocked that Ricci did not return to the Barracuda, instead staying with the Sharks as a development coach, but we do have, well, and then Nabby staying as goaltending coach, I think that's something that Jerk and I said was going to happen like five, six, seven years ago. No, months. Okay. Uh, but then adding John Madden and Rocky Thompson seemed to be, uh, I mean, Jerk, it, it seems like a lot of people are saying that these are great gets for the Sharks. Like some people saying Rocky Thompson could be a bench boss within three years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I would say. I think the big thing here which not a lot of people tend to consider, but I think you have to look at the fact that, you know, Bob Bugner now has a coaching staff, which is comprised of his guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus that's, being that's here, not take say, this and run. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that's not to say that he absolutely hated working with Roy Sommer and Nabby and Mike Ricci, but you know, it, it's a lot easier to get your message across when you know on a personal deep level, the guys who you're tasking with getting that across. I think as you alluded to, obviously Rocky Thompson, a lot of people seem to think that he's got potential to be a, a head coach in a few years. Um, you know, he's going to work with the power play, which is, you know, supposed to be, you know, according to what everybody says, you know, it, it it's going to be better because of just everything that Rocky Thompson brings to the table. What I think is going to be really interesting to see is specifically with John Madden coming in as as an assistant as well, because there's been a lot of conversation about, you know, coming playing on the defensive side of the puck, specifically for the forwards. You know, a lot of forwards were were, you know, <laughs> to, to borrow. Wait, we're, a phrase, we're allowed to play defense now. <laughs> right. Well, and you know, to borrow a, to borrow a phrase from uh, you know from TSN Overdrive, you know, they could have wore their suit under their, their equipment because they weren't sweating. And you know, I I think now with with John Madden, you have a guy who's won a Stanley Cup, which I know people say that's BS, but I the way I look at it is, you know, the grind to what it takes to get that far. You also have a guy who's won a Selkie Trophy, which for those who don't know is the trophy awarded to the best defensive forward. You know, if you're trying to get your forwards to commit to defense, why not have a guy who won a trophy for exactly that teaching the message? Hey now. To me, it makes a lot of sense. And then obviously, as we as we've talked about before, you know, Nabby sticking on as the goaltending coach, you know, he he really did wonders for Aaron Dell. He started to do wonders for Martin Jones as well. And obviously, if if Alexei Melnichuk comes up to the NHL in two years, like I seem to think he will, there obviously will be a connection as, there as well. So I think Nabby, having Nabby remain in that post, I think is pretty critical. I don't want to say it's the most important part of this transaction list, but it's definitely up there. Yeah, well, and, and we'll be talking about Nabby here in a, in a hot second or so. Uh, but I would be remiss if I didn't point out that uh, in order to celebrate winning the Stanley Cup, um, Tampa Bay held a super spreader event. So, uh, you know... Uh, the the people in Tampa Bay, it was nice knowing you. Uh, for those of you who 
aren't here in a couple weeks. But anyway, <laughs> you know, you know what I thought was really interesting, and this is kind of unrelated, but I thought it was very funny. You know, both times Tampa Bay has won the Stanley Cup, it's preceded a time where we don't know when the next NHL season is going to start. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's obviously, so odd, dude. Oh, wow. we don't. We, don't, we obviously don't and... know. I was gonna say we don't know when when twenty 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 one is gonna start because of the coronavirus, obviously. But Tampa Bay won the cup in two thousand four, and then obviously, as you said, AJ, there was a lockout which halted the NHL for fifteen months. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm just saying, maybe Tampa, maybe Tampa, maybe there's a reason it's been so long since Tampa won the cup. It could and be they shouldn't win again for a while. Uh, Chester Chivo asking, how much of a leash does Bugner get before Thompson takes over as head coach? That is something I asked myself when I heard that when they announced all of the coaching. I'm you, going, you know, Boogie, you asked, Boogie got a three-year deal as far as I know. It would, I mean, if if things go sideways next season, uh, no, whenever that no, may start. No. I, I, I'm just saying. We'll, we'll see what happens. If things go sideways... And, you know, I, I think right. we could probably ask the question, you know, uh, to the people watching right now live in the chat. Let me ask you this question. What happens first, the start of the next season or the expiration of Eric Carlson's contract? Uh, or I should say the start, the, the next time we see fans in the stands or the expiration of Eric Carlson's contract. No, I thought you were going to say the start of the season or the expiration of Eric Carlson's groin. <laughs> I mean, what, fair I point. Thought what, I literally thought that's what you were going to say. Fair point. <laughs> so anyway, that remains said, to be seen. You, you <laughs> asked you you asked me about Bugner, and and I said to you, I said I said, dude, don't be don't be surprised if I if I have to carve you on the podcast, and I'm not going to do that. But I'll whip you it know, out. I, <laughs> I I just don't think. You don't give a guy a three-year contract if you're expecting to fire him before the three years are up. You oh, just I don't know. do that. Oh, I know. And but d- how I, many? I, how many? Uh, how, how much time did um, did DeBoer have left in his deal? <laughs> how much time so, did did uh, <laughs> T Mac have left? Well, I I could be wrong. I think Todd McClellan's deal expired. But I, actually, I, I think know... you could be right on that one. Because uh, wasn't that T Mac the whole? T- wasn't that like a conscious uncoupling? It, the, oh, I believe the the word they used was mutual parting of the ways. Which yeah, subconscious uncoupling, same thing. I was going to say, to me, that's the shark saying, leave and don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, but I, you know, with, with DeBoer, he, you know, the year, um, this year, or I guess this past year, however you want to explain it, was the first year of an extension for him. So... To your point, AJ, the leash is was short for him, but I still think with Bugner, you know, he's got a full year. He'll have a full training camp. He's got his own staff. He's got a new contract. I mean, I'm not saying that there's no chance he's fired before the three years is up. I just don't think that conversation's even going to start until the middle of year two. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll give you that absolutely because, I mean, at the very least, you can say Doug Wilson is putting Boogie in the position to succeed. He's surrounded him with good talent and assistance there. Now, the telling thing is, is that if I remember correctly, and I'll you know go back to the graphic for a hot second. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but <laughs> associate coach was the title given to Rocky, not assistant or whatever, but associate coach. I'm not saying that means anything one way or the other. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there okay so you do what and i like how like a toyga says uh ek65 is going to show me show me up i'm begging for this to happen i am absolutely begging for this you got a you got a chat you need to look at but oh no i'm in there i'm in there so christopher ho thank you so much dude dude now you realize I got to give like thirty bucks of that to uh, to Google, like oh, Venmo. That no, I'm kidding. Thank you so much. That is so cool. We might need thanks. to leave the comment up for the rest of the show. Uh, yeah, yeah, but hold on, let me throw it back up there. Uh, but thanks to everyone at Teal Town USA for bringing us all some much needed sense of community this season. Christopher, thank you. That thanks, is man. absolutely amazing. 
and uh, and I think Christopher uh, may need to send you one. <laughs> was gonna, uh, yeah, uh, Christopher, right. Christopher, we actually we might have a Teal Town shirt, uh, dude. Not even lying. At AJ underscore Strong on Twitter, send me a, a note on Twitter. We I think we can probably find you a, a, a Teal Town shirt for that. Uh, and as for the rest of you watching, uh, the gauntlet has been thrown down. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's move on here. The Sharks have tweeted photos of upgrades coming to SAP Center, including improvements to the ice surface. Uh, they've replaced the escalator at the south entrance with a water slide. No, I'm sorry. That was just me. <laughs> that, was, that was just my hopes. Uh, we've replaced some flooring there. Now, these are not sexy upgrades, but they're going to mean a lot. We're going to see, hopefully, a much more consistent and better Ice sheet, <laughs> especially when it matters in April and May right. and June. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to see better ice. These are again, these are not sexy upgrades, but the thing that was a red flag for me, or I shouldn't say a red flag, but the thing that set it off for me is this to me, if Hasso Plattner isn't committed to San Jose, he's not spending thousands of dollars to upgrade SAP Center. As far as I know, the city of San Jose is not paying a single dime on this. This is Hasso. This is Uncle Hasso saying, <laughs> I want this team to have the best that it can have in this building. Now, granted, she's 30 years old. We get that. But this is a commitment from Plotner that this team will remain in San Jose for a bit of time. So, Well, and, and, and it, this kind of goes back to that, the back and forth that's been had for years, you know, and we've talked about it on this show since we started doing this whole, you know, charade five years ago, but charade. <laughs> wow. But you have, you know, you have a lot of people who say, "Oh, I, I, I wish Hasso Plattner was more involved in the day-to-day -day operations." And it's like, okay, first of all, why? Because well, I, see, I don't want to say I, involved I, in the day-to-day -day operations. I the only thing I would say about Hasso is that I would like him to speak with the media like at least once a year. Yeah, see, and I think that's a fair expectation, but you have the people who say, oh, well, I want Hasso to be on the phone with Doug Wilson every day. And it's I think like, he is. I've had jobs <laughs> with bosses who are on your tip the whole time. It's not fun. And I, I think Hasso stays away the perfect amount of time. But as you said, AJ, you know, you also get a lot of people say absentee owner, he doesn't care about the team. Chief, as you said, Chief is throwing down money to renovate the tank. But also what we need to consider, and I, you know, haters will say that the Sharks are spending to the salary cap anyway. And they're partially yeah. true. But in a time where teams are cutting costs and the cap is flat for at least two years, Hasso has said, no, we're, we're going to keep spending anyway. Like this is a guy who values winning over profit. And if you ask me, there's not enough people like that involved in sports. and uh, <laughs> Particularly in talk, the city we, of Ottawa, but go ahead. Yeah, well, and you have team, you know, teams like Pittsburgh, teams like Buffalo, teams like Arizona are starting to do that, where they're saying, you know, our non-sports businesses got hit. We need to adjust accordingly. And, and we talked about it a few weeks ago, actually, where, you know, the three of us were saying, you know, if you're in the business of sports, like, you should be spending to the cap because – you want your investment to be a winner, you know, and, and, and I, the example we made was Anaheim when they were having an internal cap all those years ago. It's like, if you're not going to kick down the cash, why do you own a sports team? And I think it, it shouldn't, it, it's not said enough how important Hasso is to the team. And I, and I think, you know, as you say, AJ, these are not sexy upgrades, but they go a long way. Oh, Absolutely. Uh, you know, Rocket, you know would, would you like to um, would, would you like to um, say thank you to Christopher Rocket? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Hold on a second. I gotta find this. Thank you, an extra special thank you to Christopher Hogue from all of us at Teal Town, USA. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Okay, so. Uh, that was fun. Right. <laughs> Let's move I'll do on. It again. Let's move on. So Doug Wilson did a Zoom call earlier this week with the media. 
saying that all of the quote-unquote injured sharks are now 100% of course. That includes Eric Carlson, who told Doug that he is not limited in any way, except intellectually. No, uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but Wilson said this might be the first time Eric has been 100% healthy with us. Also, Hurdle and Couture are good to go. Um, Rock, uh, if Carlson comes in at 100% and has another subpar season with the Sharks, then what? Um, then we suffer it. There's there's nothing honest. I don't know how you fix it other than you have to strip the team down and rebuild around Eric Carlson because his contract makes him immovable. And at that point, you either just have him dragging sand across the ice for the next, I don't know, 10 years, whatever long his contract is, or he, you know, he, you get him shipped off somewhere else. I don't think either one of those are, are feasible options. So I think, you know, you go for the nuclear option, which is burn it down to the, uh, the bolts and rebuild around Eric Carlson. Jerk, any thoughts? Uh, I hate, I hate to, I don't hate to agree with Rocket, but I hate to agree with that point. <laughs> like, it's it's an like, it, it's the absolute right point, but I still hate it. You know, I hate I, the idea. I hate it too, man. Yeah, like I hate the idea of you know having to take three steps back, you know, to build around Eric Carlson. But that is the right answer. But you know, so Rocket's obviously right on that one. But I think, I don't know. I mean it. <sighs> I was talking with a couple people about this before, just general chit chat. And, you know, we, we all were kind of saying, you know, okay, Eric Carlson says he's a hundred percent. So like the onus is on him to show that, you know, it, it From letters day on the one, jer- none of this mm-hmm. play, exactly. play yourself into shape BS. Exactly. Letter. I mean, letters on the Jersey don't matter, but homie's got an A on his Jersey. Like some people look at that as him being a leader of the, or he is a leader of the team, but like being, uh, the face of the team, somebody that they think of when they think of the team. And you need to be the guy, as you said, AJ, from day one. And, you know, it, I'm looking, you know, if he doesn't have at least 15 points in the first 20 games, you know, it's, it, it's going to be another, it's going to be another loosen the tie and wipe the brow kind of year because it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> it's tough, you know, it's, it, it's tough. I'm, I'm, I'm still optimistic. I still think he's a hell of a player, but you know, he needs to come in and, and tear it up. Loosen the tie. Wipe. <laughs> A lot of that yeah. <laughs> is going to be going on. Uh, Russo and, and many others, of course, on Twitter reporting the Sharks are interested in center Ryan Donato and goalie Devin Dubnik from the <laughs> wild. I think uh, interested dis- is downplaying oh, it. Well, yes. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Dizzy Logic, what are the Sharks giving up for Dubnik and Donato? Doug Wilson already insinuated. I know words. I have the best words. No Mm. high picks from this and next draft in the package. (laughs) So, uh, I mean, Jerk, what? this is all well and good. Uh, You know, we've kind of thrown it back and forth. Uh, Devin, Devin, uh, geez. I mean, I think about this. Dubnik, fine. I still think it's a uh, it's a buyer's market, but if you want to get in on the guy that you want, we talked with Shang Pang earlier. He said that you know Wilson is Nabby is is kind of driving the bus on this. Nabby thinks that Dubnik is the guy to have. Uh, if this is a what a marriage that we have to take Donato and Dubnik. Okay, fine. And now jerk, you can sit here and tell everybody why you think Donato and Dubnik are things that the Sharks need, but what do the Sharks have to, you have to give to get? Well, uh, and, and, you know, anybody who has a subscription to the athletic, even if you're not a Minnesota wild fan, I recommend reading the stuff that Michael Russo writes. It's very, very good. Very good. Pretty much every time he writes something. And uh, pretty much everybody is, on the athletic is good except right. down, down, mean, down that, goes that Brown. Goes Fuck with, that guy. But yeah, everybody else. I was going to say, that, that goes without <laughs> saying. If you're publishing on the athletic, you're a good writer. But Michael Russo especially stands out uh, alone. And I think one, you know, one of the things – not I think, I know. One of the things he was saying was that 
Minnesota is trying to acquire. They want to. I mean, they're already in the first round. They are picking ninth overall. But Minnesota wants to get another pick in the first round. And you know, as AJ <laughs> likes to say, that I like to say, a, sm- <laughs> a smart person would look at the Sharks owning 31st overall and saying, "Well, that's a pick in the first round." And before everybody gets out the pitchforks and the torches, it's 31st overall. The Sharks are picking three spots later at 34. You could flip a coin and you'll probably get the same guy at both spots. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. I mean, it, I am a little trepidatious at, I know words, at uh, giving up uh, <laughs> 31 for a goaltender who will be an unrestricted free agent next summer, who is coming off a bad season. But as we talked about earlier, I'm generally optimistic that he can bounce back. You know, it's it's one kind of sus year um, outside of a handful of really good years. Some of those years where the Wild were just not a good team and Dubnik kept them afloat. So I'm optimistic from that respect. But also, Ryan Donato is a guy that I am very interested in as a player. You know, I, I tweeted it. I shared as much in the, the super secret, not so secret Discord server where it's like, you know, it, Ryan Donato's a guy where you put him in the top six and he's going to get you 20 goals. And I think the Sharks have been looking for somebody young who can contribute for ever. <laughs> Why not take a chance to get a guy who can do that, even if it means you have to bring in Devin Dubnik? And I don't know. I just think, let's just say, I'm, I'm not saying the Sharks will make the playoffs next year, but I think they'll be better. And God, I'd hope. They they can only go up from here, if you ask me. Yeah. And well, I, mean, I, I just think if if the Sharks have a good season, I don't think anybody is really too upset about having ostensibly two number one goalies. Well, okay. We'll see. I mean, Dubnik and Jones may, in fact, just be kind of like the bridge to get to, uh, what, Melnichuk? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that could be that too. I mean, also... Something else to consider, you know, Devin Dubnik's got a $4.33 million cap hit this year, which seems like a lot. But again, I I find it hard to believe that you'll find a goalie in the unrestricted free agency market who's going to make less than that on a year-to-year basis. But the, Okay, but back to, to the point. The question was, what did the Sharks give up? Now, you mentioned that for a first-round pick. Is there anything else? <laughs> Daniel, you're tanking. No, I, I think if you're... <laughs> If you're, I mean, if you're giving up 31st overall in that trade, it's just 31st overall. For two guys. Yeah. All right. I like it. That's fine. You heard it here first. Yeah. When <laughs> the trade is finalized tomorrow at 1037 a.m., you'll know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you'll you'll see. Uh, let's. Take... I'm just saying, I, I I if it was less than 31st overall, I I would be surprised, but that doesn't mean I would be upset. All right. Let's let's hit a couple th- more things in the chat here real quick. Uh, Christopher, our beneficiary tonight, uh, you also have at least 25 more pounds on Ferraro on the blue line. The baby is growing up. Now, Rocket, you are a avid watcher of the uh, the what's it what's his channel called again? Uh, the youngest of plugs. There you go. And what what's his opening bit? He always says it so fast, I can never understand what the hell he's saying. He's like, "What up, something." Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's like, what's up, all you dogs in the hood, what's, or something. He says, "What's what's good, or what's up, all you donkeys in the hood, or what's good, all you donkeys in the hood?" <laughs> so donkeys, bad. like but, asses. But donkeys. you've been you've been paying attention to his channel over, sure. you know, over the last six seven months. Is dude like shredded? Like, are we looking at like another hunter from Edmonton? Well, um, I, yeah, yeah, yes. Dude, yeah, he's, Dude's he's ripped yoked. now. Yeah. He's yoked. He's yoked. He's yoked. Like, well, he yoked. he invested in a weighted vest, so he straps it to himself like a bulletproof vest, and then does all of his core exercises and stuff. So that basically like just makes him have to work harder at everything. So he's just getting super bulky. <sighs> so it's kind of like playing with Michael Haley. I would imagine, yeah. Okay. Then. Chief, Chief has also got some of the wildest salad I've ever seen. Oh, dude, right? it's exquisite. I love it. It's I absolutely exquisite. love it. It's it's like it's like if you. It's like if you if you had a mohawk and then got a perm on the mohawk, yeah. but then grew it out on the sides. Oh, dude! I mean, just dude, chef's perm. kiss. An chef's old kiss. lady perm, like a, a five eighths of an inch rod perm. 
and old school. And dude, if you, and you know, if, yeah, I will cut you if you come <laughs> at me and tell me that the Sharks do not have the best hair in the NHL, whether it's yeah, on yeah, their no face yeah, or on no. the top of their head, man. And 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 to Rocket's point, you know, um, I mean, you you look, you know, even though obviously with COVID, you know, salaries were cut and delayed and everything like that, but. You know, Chief did have a signing bonus this year, so you know you, you're yeah. getting that first paycheck. Why not buy a couple things? I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to the chat for a hot second. Do we have the means to go after Line A in a trade or another top oh. six forward? <sighs> Shipping out Brent Burns maybe and an additional piece or picks. Now everybody, uh, well, the, the people that know me well know that I loves me some Brent Burns, but what I love. A little bit more than that is seeing Brent Burns on another team right now because I want I want that eight mil. I want I want to be able to spend that money in other places. So if we can, I loves Brent Burns. Hell of a nice guy. Did great things for his decade here, but it is financially, I think, time to move on. You don't need two reckless, offensively inclined D-men on the same team. So, uh, <laughs> jerk. Now, explain to everybody why Line A coming to San Jose is never going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the Sharks don't have four first-round picks to give up. There you go. Uh, I mean, Line A, he's Line A's barely 22, and he is already flirting with being a consistent 50-goal guy. Oh. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's just... I mean, if, if it is going to happen, if, and that's a very, very, very hard if, it's going to be a situation where you you may have to trade Burns for some assets and then couple those assets with assets you already have for Line A. It's I mean, a it's, long road to hoe. I get you. Exactly. And, I mean, like, Patrick Line is a good player, and I'd love to have him. I'd love to have him on the Sharks, but it's a situation where do you want to give up to – a plus assets and a B asset and a C asset for one guy, uh, even though that guy is a plus plus plus. Right? No, I feel you. I feel you. Uh, like a toyga, AJ. Why you got to beat up on a list of best lists of line combos beginning with the prime number, dude? <laughs> dude. Uh, down goes Brown. I'm telling you, stop already, that dude. Is, it's that enough. Is that yeah. No, I mean, that's... I get it. That's his stick. That's his shtick. That's his shtick. Good for you, down goes Brown. You, you're like literally the one reason that I would consider going, the athletic, yeah, I don't need to pay for that. <laughs> but everybody else is so good, I got to. I got to suck that part up. Uh, let's see, another one we saw, Burge 7F91. I don't think the Sharks will rise above last place in the West next year. That's a bold statement when you play in the same division as Anaheim. I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, okay. Thanks. Thanks to the vote of confidence. Love you too. No, I I think they've got a point. I mean, Vancouver. I huh? I don't. Okay. Well, hold on. Hear me out. Uh, Arizona. V Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, to use hockey jerk vernacular. I know words. I have the best words. Uh, to use jerk vernacular, uh, a smart person would say that Vegas <laughs> is likely to win the Pacific next season, whenever that may be. Mm -hmm. uh, I would look at Vancouver. I think Vancouver, uh, something that Jerk had said before, was that I don't th <laughs> that he didn't think that Vancouver thought that they were going to be as good as quickly as they got. But Vancouver <laughs> and then Edmonton, those top three would it would not surprise me whatsoever. I would say right now that those three are probably the smart person's pick to to go at what what what's wrong? No, I'm just laughing that you said the smart, the smart person person's pick. There you go. So those are the three that I would go with. So now you're talking about the Sharks having a battle for a wild card. L.A. has proven, and it's been again. Jesus Christ, can we get uh, or um, sponsored by the Athletic? Uh, it's been reported there many times that L.A. has an amazing pipeline. Uh, they could get good real quick. Uh, Arizona, that's, I don't know. They they could fall <laughs> off because you got guys well, gunning for OEL. Uh, we don't know that Darcy Kemper is going to be there. There's a lot of like moving parts in Arizona. 
Well, and, and speaking of moving, this coming season is Arizona's last year in the Pacific Division. There you go. So mm-hmm. uh, either way, I don't know that the Sharks, if the talent just performs the way they're expected, not even to exceed, but if Couture and Hurdle and Carlson and all these pieces stay healthy, I would imagine that they should <laughs> do at least 20 points better than they did last season. So well, and that's why I, that's why I said I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you they're going to make the playoffs, but I will tell. I don't you think with they're going to be in the basement. Right, like I'm not going to sit here and say they'll make the playoffs, but I'm certainly not going to say they're going to be as bad as last year either. I mean, like you said, AJ, all Couture, Hurdle, Meyer, Eric Carlson, LeBanc. If all of those guys are just average, the Sharks are 20 points better in the standings. Yeah, there you go. Um, and that's the that's I the cold hard truth. Yeah. Even uh, if we're last in the Pacific, we're still going to be better than Detroit, and that's all I care about. <laughs> there you go. You right. <laughs> uh, Dizzy Logic asking is Jesper fast? Jesper. Huh? Jesper. Yeah, I'm sorry. Jesper. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> hey, I'm the I'm the pronunciation Nazi here. I know. I know. Uh, okay, you read the question. Is free agent Jesper Fast, right winger Jesper Fast, excuse me, from the Rangers, a good target for the Sharks' third line? To your question, your query, Dizzy, I say absolutely he is. Um, You know, little sneak peek, but, um, you know, when AJ talked to Shang, um, one of the names that came up was Jesper Fast. And, you know, maybe he's not going to razzle-dazzle you with the offense, but he's a very good two-way defensive player, and I think he's still good for maybe 12 goals. Why don't you take a chance on a guy like that? Hey now, uh, how well would he play with Bobby Ryan? <laughs> hey now, hey now. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll get back to some uh, comments in the chat, but uh, we do need to move on a little bit here. The NHL awards were announced. Uh, Hockey Jerk and I had some different picks on some of these. On the other ones, we nailed it right down the pipe. Uh, the ones that we got, I think, were pretty obvious. Hellebuck for the Vesna, yes. Uh, Kale McCarr winning the Calder. Uh, you know, a lot of people were looking at Hughes, but I think McCarr was the obvious choice. Uh, where I believe, I believe I said whoever wins, it's the right choice. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, Jerk and I uh, had to take a hard left turn because we got uh, <laughs> we got screwed on these next ones. Drysidle getting both the Lindsay and the Hart. Uh, I had Panarin for the Hart. Who did you have? Was I had McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah. I had McKinnon, but then you but then you convinced me to switch to Panarin. Yeah, and we were still both wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and then Yossi, of all people, winning the Norris. I'm still shocked that John Carlson from Washington did not pull the Norris on that, but uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, let me see. Oh, finally, at least in our news and notes around the league for that, can we – and? This probably should have been included when we were talking about the Stanley Cup earlier, but how about a huge round of applause and stick taps for the NHL and the cities of Toronto and Edmonton for over two months of hockey. None of the over 30,000 COVID tests came back positive. So bubble hockey is pretty awesome in that regard. You got to give it up for that. Uh, Coming up. uh, Actually, you know what? Let's do something fun real fast. Since we, we kind of we, we hit some stuff in the comments, let's can we talk about how hideous the Golden Knights Vegas jersey is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't hate on these. I love these. Oh, yeah. If yeah. Liberace designed a jersey, it would be this one. There is nothing on this planet that if you put, uh, what's his name, Wayne Newton in one of these. It they did. Perfect. <laughs> I was going to say they really? did. Yeah, the Golden Knight, the Golden Knights did a promo with Wayne Newton, Wayne Newton and Lil John wearing them. Uh, this is that is <laughs> yeah. the most Las Vegas thing. I can't believe that they did that, but I'm so glad that they did because that, yes, that is a hundred percent everything that this jersey embodies. I think it's absolutely hideous and horrible and tacky, but for the spirit of Las Vegas, it fits I, perfectly. I, oh. Yeah, that's the thing. These <laughs> these jerseys, these are some of the these are some of the ugliest jerseys I've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> that said, Holy. that said, very on brand for the Las Vegas Knights. So dude, I'll dude, give it to them. <laughs> the the one thing that I can say about this on a positive aspect is 
it won't be so bad if you spill nacho cheese on your jersey. <laughs> or mustard. <laughs> yeah. Like, aside from, you know, it, it'll blend right in. But I look at this and I just go, yikes. Now, I get what they're going for. And it's kind of glittery. And, oh, that's, you know, it's very cute. And like Jerk said, it's very Vegas. The oh. one thing that I'm just kind of not a fan of when it comes to this is that it's, it's, it's the same fucking jersey. Like if you just said, and I, and I tweeted this, I'm like, you know, the, like the design team was together on a Friday at like, you know, just about 10 minutes before happy hour. And somebody just said, um, what if we just made the like graphite parts gold and the gold parts graphite? Does that work for everybody? Yeah. Okay. Let's go drinks. Yeah. Um, No, here's, here's what it, here's what happened. So here's what happened. So it's Friday at 456. And the design team, they're in the conference room. They're like, damn it, what the hell are we going to do? And boss man comes in and, you know, he says, oh, you know, we'll get it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it next week. Everybody take a break. I got some hot dogs. And so the head of design is eating the hot dog. And he's like, damn, he spilled mustard I gotta, all over. His <laughs> I got to come up with something. I don't know what to do. And then he took a bite of his hot dog and some mustard spilled on his white shirt. And he was like, <laughs> I've got ideas. He had it. He was he was there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Now, let I mean, me... again, very, very on brand, but mm-hmm. they're also very dumb. <laughs> well, <laughs> let me let me show you a color, uh, a couple other options uh, after we <clears throat> kind of give you a look of like. You know, what it looks like on a player, and this is obviously the whole model. Thank God they didn't go with a gold helmet because Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, you mean uh, all of the Nashville Predators? Exactly. Nobody <laughs> was hurt. Yeah, that was, that was horrible. I do like the fact that when they did this kind of show off for the New Jersey that they, it's like, here's what the full uniform set will look like, but here's what the typical fan will look like. Right. I, thought, mm-hmm. I thought that was a good idea. Uh, Vegas is really good to their fans, so I agree with you. I liked that. Yeah, I mean, it, it clearly it's a good marketing, uh, you know, idea because this is who you're marketing these jerseys mm-hmm. to. Um, uh, I think it's kind of interesting that they're going with their white gloves since those are typically reserved for uh, away games only. So the fact that they'll have those at home, that's interesting. You know, the graphite pants, fine, whatever. Uh, but here's kind of what I would have liked to have seen, to be honest with you. Flip flop the crests. Ooh, hello. Right? All right. Like, at least, <laughs> like, although this almost does give the jersey a little bit of a chainmail feel, if you know what I mean. They both <laughs> do. But that's part that appeals to the whole, um, uh, oh, what is that called? When you go to the little jousting thing and you get a oh, Diet Excalibur? Coke and a the Renaissance Fair? No. Excalibur. That, that, yeah, but what's it called? Something Knights? Knights of the Round Table? What are you talking about? Uh, the somebody... Renaissance Fair. What do you uh, move on, Rocket? Anyway, there I am. <laughs> it's supposed to feel like that. Yeah. I would. I wish that. Um, I think if you what? do this on the front, where you have you've got the cross sword patch on the front, and you just take that negative space V and put that on the shoulders, I think mm. that w- that could have been cool. The the thing that I've been kind of on for a while, and you know. The the all gold jersey. I mean, that was like you could have set your watch to this one, you know. Oh yeah. And and I just I'm kind of thinking I'm like you have the history of the Las Vegas Wranglers there. Yes. You have you have the University of Las Vegas Rebels there. How is your alternate jersey not give some cookies to both of those groups and you do like a that sword and ninja star logo on the front with predominantly black and red. As yes. like an homage to those two organizations. That would have been sick. Yeah. No, I agree with uh, you. Now, yeah, I think medieval it, times. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. There you go. Medieval times. Yeah, now, that's what I was saying. there was another option that I actually thought would have been the best by far. Uh, how do you not go with this? I mean, that's just an amazing crest. <laughs> <laughs> that is just oh. like the coolest crest I've ever seen. So many swords. I mean, yeah, it's all about the sword. So let let's do it, people. I like it. I don't know about you. I like it. Wow. Yikes. <laughs> so anywho, uh, let's move on. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, we talked about again. This is like the news and notes show or part of the show. So I'm just gonna kind of jam through these real quick. 
Uh, we talked about this a few shows back. Uh, the guy who, or I should say, gentleman, or at this point, the unemployed person who used to play Bailey for the L.A. Kings, uh, he's been shown the door. He was fired after being accused of harassment, and I guess those accusations have been, I don't want to say proven to be true, but either way, dude got a pink slip. So, uh, Bailey, it was nice to know whoever you were in that, and then welcome new Bailey, whoever you might be. We hope you get along with Sharky. Um, 95.7 The Game, local Bay Area sports radio station, has once again rearranged the deck chairs on their Titanic. They have shifted some (laughs) shows around, shifted some hosts around, but the key for this is they have brought in Kate Scott. Now, you might remember Kate Scott from last season where she actually, there was a uh, uh, puck guy helped me out in the chat, but there was a day because puck guy and I were there at that, or actually we weren't at the actual game. We were there. We ran into Kate when she was there to like kind of absorb the vibe and, and take notes and everything like that. But there was like a women's day thing where you had like Kate and AJ Malesko and, um, was who's, it for International Women's Day? I believe so. Um, and and who's the girl that's part of the broadcast crew for the Sharks? The Kendall Coin. Yeah, well, I was gonna say because it's <laughs> such a long name, Ken, Kendall Coin, longest name ever. But that broadcast AJ, crew was Kate, AJ, and Kendall. And so anyway, Kate, if you enjoyed her call, uh, she does have smooth, very smooth voice, like butter. Uh, but she will be joining the morning show. Does this mean that 95.7 is suddenly going to talk about the Sharks? No. So, moving on. I, 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 I was going to make a joke about how you only like A.J. Malesko because she has the same name as you. <laughs> but no, but true. no, A.J. No, Malesko girl knows her is, shit. No, she rocks. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when Pierre so, allows her to speak, yes, she's awesome. Yeah. So, I don't know if I'm totally derailing your plan here, but if you're interested, I have a overseas Sharks update, if you'd like it. Whip it out! <laughs> okay, so as you all know, due, due to the coronavirus pandemic, numerous players who are owned by the Sharks organization uh, have been loaned to various teams in uh, that old Europe <laughs> hey, place. Um, fun fact, if you go on Cap Friendly, it literally says COVID loan. You're right. Yeah. Um, so here's a little update. You know, something we kind of talked about doing just because we don't know when the hell the season's going to start. And generally speaking, you know, I, I think it's fun to keep an eye on the Sharks prospects who are not in North America. You know, I think that's a fun thing to do. So here we go. Rapid fire. So Igor Spiridonov playing. He's playing in the minor league system for St. Petersburg in the KHL. Uh, Two goals, four assists in seven games. He's had a very hot start for his team. Um, He, I know Vince G, if you're in the chat, he would be able to speak a lot more to how Spiridonov's been playing, but all indications are he's been playing very well. He was a, Oh, Jesus. He was a second-round pick in 2019, I want to say. Uh, excuse me, a fourth-round pick in 2019. Um, so, obviously, there. Marcus Sorensen, AJ's Ooh. favorite player, AJ's Aww. favorite player, and everybody else's favorite Fuck punching bag, uh, played his first game with uh, ugh, Vita Hostin in the Allsvenskan. Uh, one game, he's got one goal and one assist. So Stay there. You know, Stay there. That's where the success is. Stay there. I was going to say, AJ's favorite player. Um, I just think really good for him. Last year was kind of a dumpster year. I think it's good for him to get get confident. So I certainly am very pumped about that. Um, And if you enjoy Marcus Sorensen, have I got a jersey for you. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Okay, so Tim Heed, he's played two games with Lugano in the Swiss League. League. Uh, Elite Prospect says he has no goals, though I'm pretty sure he scored one. It may have been an exhibition game. Uh, Jonathan Dolan played one game in the Allsvenskan with Timura. Nothing yet, but that's fine. It's early. Uh, Frederick Hendemark um, playing with Malma uh, in the Swedish Hockey League. One assist in three games. Again, it's still early, but, you know, something to keep an eye on. And then uh, my favorite goalie of the future had... (laughs) Alexei Melnichuk had his first game with uh, with Torpedo in the KHL. Hell of a name, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and like granted, it. one better than one Wild. Game. It's like my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> so and again, one game. So sit, do with it what you'd like. But 
you know, hell of a first game, uh, 1.87 goals against, 950 save percentage. Uh, Chiefs mm-hmm. off to a pretty pretty good start. Again, it's one game, but, you know, a lot of people are saying that Melnichuk might not be ready for the NHL, but if, if Homie can have really good numbers in the KHL, that certainly puts him in the conversation, you know. Um, and then just lastly, to wrap it around or reach it around, depending on your, you know, <laughs> vernacular, uh, Yosef Koronash, he's in the Czech League, started his first game, 900 save percentage, 218 goals against, most likely, you know, maybe a game went to overtime or something. So, again, it's too early to tell, but those are just kind of the standouts a little bit. I think going back to what I said earlier, just with Marcus Sorensen, like I said, last year was such a bad year for him compared to two years ago. Obviously, you want him to get good, feel confident. You know, if he can torch the Allsvenskin, he can come back. Maybe, you know, we're talking about who plays on the second line. Maybe it's him if he's feeling good. We got their numbers. <laughs> All right, uh, let's talk about what is happening coming up here. Oh, my Lord, free agent frenzy. The NHL draft is upon us. The Rangers have bought out King Henrik. Long live Lundquist. Uh, probably not going to be with the Sharks. Uh, does it make sense for him to be in Vegas if they're able to move Flurry? Probably. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Grabner on waivers for the purposes of a buyout. Bobby Ryan bought out. Okay. There's so many things going on right now. Let's just look at the calendar. Right now it is October 4th. This was the deadline for first club elected salary arbitrations. There have been none because there never are. October 6th. Boom. Boom. NHL draft, baby, round one. Uh, if you're a Sharks fan, you can probably wait until the last five minutes. <laughs> October 7th, the day after rounds two through seven. Also, 5 o'clock Eastern to Pacific on the 7th is the deadline for clubs to tender their QOs. For those of you who don't know, qualifying offers to their restricted free agents. This means you, Kevin LeBanc. Just saying. <laughs> Uh, and then the uh, buyout period ends on the 8th. Free agency begins on the 9th. That is the day that right now you want to put in for your PTO if you're a hockey fan so you can follow the frenzy. Uh, I mean, is there anybody that you're sitting here going, oh, my God, the Sharks need to look at this guy or there's this guy? I mean, so far, you want the Sharks to take a flyer on Bobby Ryan if there if there's a possibility, right? Like, didn't didn't you say, jerk, that like they can't like straight up be like, "Hey, Bobby, how you doing? How's it going? Let's make this public and blah blah blah." But they can put it in his ear, like, "Hey, on this date, give us a call." Well, and I believe since since he's technically he was bought up by Ottawa, so te- since he's technically an unrestricted free agent right here right now, I believe the Sharks can actually talk shop with him. They just can't sign anything until July first, and obviously that means the other twenty nine teams who aren't San Jose or Ottawa can also talk shop with him. Um, you just can't put pen to paper until October October ninth. So, you know, I I, I think it would be a, a very good. Uh, low-risk, high-reward kind of guy to take on. I mean, he's a right-handed right-winger, which Kevin Lacey will tell you the Sharks have needed that their entire history, so it checks that box right there. Um, Mm. (laughs) But also, you know, he's obviously had some personal demons he's worked through, and for, you know, based on the fact (laughs) that Everybody loves a project. (laughs) Well, and based on the fact that he's now perfectly healthy, you know, he might be a guy who can bounce back to being a 20-goal, 15-assist guy in the right spot. Who knows? And and everybody's saying, well, what about the salary cap? Well, you're in luck because, <laughs> you know, Bobby Ryan, he's getting a crisp $1.83 million a season for the next four years from Ottawa. So, you know, didn't Chief, he's probably like, going to be— Didn't Chief throw up, like, a hat trick on his return day? Yeah, yeah, his first game back from— the substance abuse program, he put up a hat trick. And so, you know, he's getting money from Ottawa. Like he could retire and he'll be getting a a paycheck. He'll be getting, you know, almost $7 million over the next four years. If he retires right now, if he signs anywhere else, that's just more money. He's going to take a low contract. I'm thinking you look at what Corey Perry, you look at what Kevin Shattenkirk signed for last year, one year, somewhere between one and a half and one and three quarters million. You can fit that under the cap. You maybe get 20 goals out of him. It's, 
To me, to me, I'm telling you this, and again, I've, I've, I'm not an NHL GM, but really, Doug Wilson, Doug Wilson's not doing his job if he doesn't at least call Bobby Ryan's agent. Oh, dude, you kick those tires all day. Dude, you punch those tires. <laughs> <laughs> you put on a steel toe boot and you kick the crap out of it. Let's take it to the chat. Tires. Oh, let's take it to the chat for a hot second. Skyler, smartass. I thought AJ's favorite player was Martin Bodker, the merger of Martin Havlat and Michael Bodker. <laughs> oh, Skyler, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, our financial beneficiary this evening, Christopher, saying, Tune in Radio has dropped all major league sports, which sucks after charging $100 a year. Yeah, it does. How am I going to listen to Sharks Hockey? Must find my old school radio. Or, uh, Christopher, you slide into my DMs and I will send you a pirate flag. Uh, just let you know. <laughs> you know. Free charge. Yeah. 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 Uh, but Jerry's saying, hey, assuming there are no other charges this coming year, you can use the KFOX app or the Sharks app for the radio feed. Yes, that, in fact, should be the case. Again, Christopher, slide into my DMs if you would like to watch it and if you would like to watch the Sportsnet feed, which is eons better than anything NBC produces. Okay, so we're right at almost a tight, not a tight 45, but right around 60. So a couple quick things here. And I have to just throw this out there. I guess this will kind of fit as my final thought. Uh, just to let you know, if you respond to someone's comment, uh, whether it's on you know the comment section on The Athletic or on a random thought somebody puts on Twitter, if you respond to their comment like a jerk-off and they don't respond back to you, it's not that they don't have a retort or that you owned them. 99.999% of the time, it's because the original person who commented they don't care enough about you or what you said to take 30 seconds out of their life to acknowledge your existence and school you. So just wanted to let you know, because being a contrarian for contrary sake just means you're a miserable troll and you've never owned anyone. Just deal with, you probably never slept with anyone either. But anyway, um, some people, I'm telling you. And Alden, already sneaking into my DMs asking for the pirate flag. I got you, homie. I got you. <laughs> Letting you know. <laughs> so uh, recently, and uh, I, I still think Jerk probably got screwed on this because he had, what, he had third pick every time. Uh, we recently did a fun kind of uh, off-season video, now that it is off-season, where we drafted the best and worst alternate jerseys from every NHL team. Uh, it was a lot of fun. There was a couple that ended up on Jerk's Best that was on my worst, or vice versa. Hello, Pittsburgh. Go check that out. Uh, <laughs> my favorite was the amount of times where you guys were like, I don't know what I was smoking when I picked this. <laughs> I, you I, right, I man. Just... You're right. I'm just love. <laughs> I just love how very I got to like my on... eighth pick, and I was just like, "Now what?" What? Yeah. yeah I, I I just loved how very early on, you know, Puckeye is like, "Oh, you know that Canucks jersey from the '90s. I love that one." And then I'm just like, let, "Let's get a little later in the show, and that one might come back." <laughs> <laughs> so check that out. It's you know if you if you're into jerseys and uh, the the history of them and and just some of the fun the design elements, uh, you might enjoy that. It was fun. Uh, recently talked to Dan Boyle a couple weeks ago. Checked in with him and what he's doing. Boy, you talk about a guy that I would love to see the Sharks have in a capacity for coaching the defense, or at least. A certain segment of the defense. Hello, Tim Heed. But anyway, yes, I would love that. Uh, we recently spoke with Sonia Tydinko from NBC Sports Bay Area. Uh, Rob Zettler. Hello, NHL All-Star MVP John Scott. Boom. They're all available on the Teal Town YouTube. -y. So hit that subscribe button while you're here. We also spoke with Shang Peng from SanJoseHockeyNow.com earlier today. That will be a separate video and podcast that will go up uh, probably tomorrow morning. 
Uh, in that one, God, uh, jerk, what did we get into? It was a, that was a hell of a it tight was, 25, my brother. Yeah, we, it was mainly talking about the Devin Dubnik and Ryan Donato situation. But there were, there were some other things uh, happening there that, because, again, Doug Wilson did uh, a, a little bit of a talk this week. We'll see. Again, Dougie has 31, 34, and 56. Those are his top three picks coming into the NHL draft. It will remain to be seen if he holds on to any of those or if they end up getting moved. Doug has said a bajillion times that he looks at picks as currency. If that little chunk of change gets you somebody you need or want, there you go. So as we put our final thoughts together here, I will do a last call for the comments section. So Rocket, your final thoughts and where the people can find you on the social media. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Rocket Backhander. You can find me hanging out over on Twitter talking about, uh, well, you know, hockey, makeup, life in eastern Washington. Just just random weird stuff that sort of associates with being my dry Saharan personality. And also check out my photographs over on Instagram. Mainly these days, it's me making strange faces and kittens. Yep kittens so if you like kittens and hockey and ladies making strange faces that's my instagram check it out rocket backhander one word hanging out on twitter that's r backhander 76 capital r capital b little backhander 76 and if you find me anywhere else please report me because it's fake (laughs) (laughs) aj oh christopher singh the jersey draft was epic that is awesome glad you enjoyed it we had a lot of fun with that and uh, i still think my number one pick on both of those, holds up. Uh, <laughs> Jerkman, CJ Bautista Mendoza would like to know what prospects or miners have the best chance of making the lineup. Uh, the way that the lineup shakes out now, I'm going to say all of them. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that I, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, at this point, you know, we the uh, the top. I would say the top five or six forwards are pretty much set in stone. And when I say top six, I don't mean the top six. I just mean the six best forwards uh, are pretty much set in stone. Um, from that point on, I mean, it's kind of jump ball, you know. Could we see Stefan Nason return? That's certainly possible. Maybe Suomela or Bergman or your Tykin or True or Chakovich or Chemlevsky or Blickfeld. See what I'm saying? There's a lot of guys. <laughs> Hold as, on. As, I know words. I have the best words. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> As Pat likes to say in the super secret Discord server, that's not an actual secret. Uh, pick a guy from the guy factory. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I I, I think it, it could. You know, it could go one of two ways. Either it's just going to be in flux like it was last year where there's just, you know, every night it's somebody new or, you know, maybe somebody steps up and, and you know, maybe they force Doug Wilson and Bob Bugner to keep them in the lineup, you know. Uh, Rizzo saying Noah Gregor. I love Noah Gregor. I certainly would be okay with that. And, you know, maybe it's, you know, you have guys Jesper Fast was mentioned earlier, Bobby Ryan, Ryan Donato. I mean, there's so many possibilities. Who was the one guy who just had, like, the best name ever because it was so many goddamn letters and I can't – he wore 90. It was uh, oh uh, was it oh, Ivan uh, Yuzhenkov? Artem Ivan Yuzhenkov. Yeah, Ivan Yuzhenkov. <laughs> God, damn. his I'm not even lying. You look right up there. I want to say I'm pretty sure that's his signature on that puck. <laughs> and what's funny for the longest name, he's got the tiniest signature. <laughs> it's literally like I, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh, with a name that long. Yeah. You know, you know why no. not? Yeah, and so. and uh, I guess we'll for the chat we will give Skyler the last word, which is of course, it's too bad that VGK jersey came out after your draft because it probably would have been in the top ten. Absolutely, would have made would have been my second go to on the worst. But yes. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, where can they find you on social? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter uh, at hockey underscore jerk. And as Rocket said, if you find me anywhere else, it's not me. Uh, so <laughs> flag and report it. Um, Y'all wanted a twist? It's me. Hello. <laughs> uh, 
it, it, we've got exciting times ahead. You know, the draft and the free agency, it's going to be, I mean, they're always exciting. Then you factor in the fact that a lot of teams are looking to cut payroll, move some bodies around. I mean, this may be the most active NHL draft in the last three years. You're right. So we'll see. Okay. Well, uh, I'm AJ underscore strong on the social media. Uh, for my final thoughts, I'd probably be just say, be safe, stay healthy, wear a mask, and never buy f- merchandise made by fanatics. <laughs> That's, That's the real pandemic. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, so the next show won't be by us. It will be uh, Putt Guy and a cavalcade of stars here for your enjoyment probably including one hockey jerk one kevin lacy eric landy ian reed and a host of other smatterings of people and weird things all presenting nhl draft coverage free agent frenzy all that stuff if the sharks do in fact make a splash in any way shape or form we're probably going to be live within minutes of that happening uh, if not, we'll be live later that same day where we're actually pre- able to produce something of a show. Uh, but uh, do us a favor. If you're new here, hey, leave your comments. Put some remarks in the comment section, please. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. We go live after every single Sharks game, whenever that may be. So with that, probably a good time to uh, say thank you for watching. Um Appreciate it. Christopher Hug, you the real MVP. God bless. I think that's, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I think we can look at that donation and say... It has changed my life. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, again, uh, we spoke with Shang Pang from San Jose Hockey Now earlier today. That will be coming up within the uh, on the YouTube channel within the next 24 hours. So look for that. Other than that, uh, I think it's probably time to get out of here. So, again, hello. I'm AJ Strong. This is Rocket Backhander. And this is Hockey Jerk. So, thanks for watching. We will see you all next time. <laughs>